Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. <laughs> what up? Who's going? Uh, ho, ho, ho. On, I'm, I'm Obert. I'm, I'm, having, I'm having a moment here. Oh, I, this is tight. Um, help. Oh, okay. <laughs> send, great, great. Send help, good podcast. Apparently. Good podcast, everybody. The only podcast where one of us has a stroke at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> Guaranteed. Today was, today was really bad. Today was a day. Uh, what was just just life wearing you down? Apparently. What up? It's Tud. There you go. Okay. Good. There we go. We got it out there eventually. We, go. we nailed it. Just just go ahead and drop that in at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> cut out cut out the stroke part. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do something fun. I need you guys to give me a name. I need a name. Michelangelo. I couldn't remember my own name. You want me to give you a name? <laughs> <laughs> what about a number? Three six nine. Another number. Is this on? Is it my turn now? I don't know. Just anybody who oh. says a number. I'll say one hundred and twenty. <laughs> Another number. Pi. Zero zero zero. I went with pi. Animal. Zero two. Animal. Goose. Another animal. Another goose. I like a it. A city. Indianapolis. Oh, but Montana was right there for you. And and, and state. Plasma. Samoa. <laughs> Give me an ad, uh, two adjectives back to back. Sleepy and sneezy. Oh, another adjective. Banana-y. <laughs> Place. T- uh, Chris's basement. <laughs> Family member. Um, I, I know this technically is... <laughs> there you go, Baker. <laughs> I was going to say grandma's pastor, but... <laughs> Nope, Baker. <laughs> Ad- I like Baker. Ad- another adjective. Pastoring. It's not an <laughs> Whatever. Number. Negative three. Noun. Shoe. Verb. Run. N- another noun. Dildo. Language. Esperanto. <laughs> Is that a language? Yeah. Sure. I was going to say uh, Adjective again. I'm going to let Ober do this because I got the adjective oh. wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we did s- sleepy and sneezy. Uh, dopey. <laughs> Adjective and then a noun. Um, happy. Battery. Okay. Another noun. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> this. Uh, listen. This is intense. Dwarf. Food. Drink. Food. A, a boneless beef spare rib. Milkshake. A chocolate chocolate chip chip witch. I I and an, an, an adjective. I oh, it's my turn. Um, oh. what's an adjective? That's like uh. The one Descri- we've been doing. Descriptor word. Descriptor word. <laughs> Tired. All right. Believe it or not, people, the co-host did not know what we were doing before we started this podcast. <laughs> all right. Hang on. I go. have to close all of my Wikipedia tabs on parts of <laughs> sentences. How grammar works. <laughs> hey, at least you got uh, it right. Wiki how right. For, for how to make a sentence. True. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> uh, Tis the tradition. So we just wrote. Our podcast letter to Santa. Santa, here we go. Uh, Dear Santa, my name is Michelangelo, and I am 369 years old. I have 120 brothers and 3.14 sisters. A goose and a goose. (laughs) Someone say why he didn't say geese, but sure. Nope, you said goose. I I live in Indianapolis Plasma. (laughs) When I woke up this morning, it was sleepy and sneezy outside. (laughs) It must be banana ear when you when you live in Chris's basement. <laughs> My baker said, 
I've been a very pastoring boy this year, so I'll ask you for negative three gifts for this Christmas. I would like a shoe that can run. It actually worked out not bad. Yeah. <laughs> and a dildo that speaks Esperanto. You know, you th- pretty cool party trick to bring out. If you, if you think I've been extra dopey this year, I would also like a happy battery, too. When you come down the dwarf at our house, oh no, Santa. When you come down the dwarf at our house on Christmas Eve, we will have boneless spare ribs and milkshake waiting for you. <laughs> if you like them, we will leave out some chocolate chip, which for the reindeer, too. Have a tired flight. Sincerely, Michelangelo. So, Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, oh, I hope I, I hope we get the gifts we want. It's surprising how much those worked out. Some of them did. I mean, the dildo yeah. that speaks Esperanto. I don't know. I don't know if that's... I, I like to imagine that someone is listening to this podcast who's never heard a Mad Lib before. <laughs> They're like, why are they just naming words? And, um, and oh my God, poor Santa going down on the door fun Christmas. It's kind of crazy. Well, it sounds like it's Santa a busy had night. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also gets spare rib, boneless beef spare ribs and a chocolate milkshake when he gets down to wash it all down. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. That's a good. It's good refueling food yeah. right there. Whenever I have boneless spare ribs, I'm like, you know what? What'll <laughs> go great with this chocolate nice chocolate chip witch? <laughs> chocolate chocolate chip witch. No, that that gets fed to the reindeer guys. So yeah, we might murder all the reindeer because I don't know if animals are allowed to eat chocolate. So flying know, ones it, can. I think oh, that's okay. the rule that of thumb is? is that animals that fly can have chocolate. Yeah. Yes. So parrots, okay. Mm-hmm. Chickens, not okay. Right. <laughs> Some, In case I've you seen, were wondering, I've seen a chicken float flutter before. You can, they can flutter. Milk the, the, chocolate's fine, but anything like darker, like sixty percent cacao, don't risk it. Death to chickens. But yeah. you, so you could feed a turkey chocolate, though, according to this rule. I, I, I are they in the turkeys flutter and category chocolates? I've, turkeys and chickens can both fly. I think about the same amount. No, we learned. Didn't we learned this that chickens are like, or turkeys are like, they fly like twenty five miles an hour. Just when nobody's watching, we, <laughs> they're the reindeer of the animal of the uh, bird kingdom. On, we looked this up on this here podcast, and I was shocked that turkeys were so fast. You guys seemed. Un- unenthused with how fast a turkey was. I think they can run that fast. No, they can fly that fast. They are part velociraptor if I learned anything from Jurassic Park. Yeah, I think that's correct. Now I got to now I got to I have to consult our our transcripts and, and find turkey. <laughs> Control F turkey. I'm sure we talk about turkey a lot in We do. Various we episodes. Yeah. Uh 13 hits. Mm. Mostly in uh, episode 234. So, oh, wait, no, that's just this one episode. God. <laughs> we talk about turkey too much. That was, I think, our Thanksgiving episode. So, <laughs> Even that was though our turkeys have July a bulky episode. body, it can actually fly at a speed of up to 55 miles an hour. This, I remember this. I remember this happening. For how long, though? Like, is it like. Oh, it says not very long. Oh, okay. And how, that also happens to be flying straight down off of a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> they can fly for about a hundred yards at about a top speed of 55 miles an hour and they can fly i mean up to 20 going to 50- 30 feet but as high as 50 wait you said up to 100 yards right 100 yards mm-hmm. they can also go up 50 feet oh okay i feel like that's just a really big jump 
Like when you're going 55 miles an hour, that's just a big jump, you know? I'm just telling you. We talked <laughs> about talk- this. We talked about this this year on this podcast. <laughs> this the one like three ep- two episodes ago. We I learned this and I was shocked and you guys were like, "Oh yeah, turkeys are fast." You don't remember this? No, I don't no, remember this. I don't. I remember us talking about getting sponsored by Butterball. I remember that. Yes, that I do remember. I don't are remember. You sure, are you sure this the, was? It was this podcast, uh, not your Airsteed. other turkey-centric podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a secret avian podcast you don't know about? We. Oh my God. Listen, listeners. <laughs> listeners. Gobbling alone with friends. I. I. I implore you. Gobbling do not, alone. Do not leave me to gobble alone. <laughs> Somebody has to remember that we had this conversation because <laughs> I was shocked that turkeys can move that fast. Maybe it was a dream. Yeah, could it be? Maybe this knowledge tra- came to you in a dream. You have the transcript. <laughs> I do. Um, this is, it basically says, um, the turkey gets wet when it hears our voice. That's a true thing that we said on the podcast. This is from episode 207. Things we said about turkeys gets wet. See, you're look, you're looking at the wrong episode. Well, I know, but th- that one was a funnier one. So, <laughs> um, we also said it's probably got a gravy turkey stout in there somewhere. You want to go more recent? You want to go yeah, to two thirty four? Two thirty three. We talked about cyber turkeys. <laughs> um, those are the turkeys that you buy on the Monday after Thanksgiving. Um, maybe those ones fly fast. <sighs> <laughs> all my turkey sales though they're crazy on Monday and you were worried that we wouldn't have a use for the transcripts it's already proving to be useful I think I need to find a better way to, to quickly go through them though um, yeah, we did talk about the turkey talk line in the outro Yep. I don't know I'm not seeing it I'm not seeing it Chris or Tud but, um, type, in, type in speed on 238.3 just in general Okay. He's Google searching speed. <laughs> 21 hits. Okay. Um, I think one of your handles was how fast your internet goes. It's not looking good for me, guys. I swear we had this conversation. Episode one, we had a Speedway Stout from Alesmith Brewing out of San Diego. Um, 179, we talked about they basically online speed dating sort of blasted into space. I want to learn more about that. But... <laughs> um, Oh, I think it's Love is Blind as a handle. Was what that was. That's the context on that one. Uh, I'm sorry, Todd, but uh, remember, you didn't remember your name at the start of this episode. So. That's also true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. I got to admit, I feel like I haven't been present in this podcast. I've been two in the transcripts. I got to get back. I got to. I owe it to, our, to my co-hosts and our listeners. I'm here again. I do think it's funny measuring with one of those like uh, guns that you use to see how fast somebody throws a pitch, but instead <laughs> it's a turkey splatting on the ground <laughs> and being like, checks out to me, 55. How, how, how fast can you go 100 yards in going 55 miles an hour? What's that like? I don't know. A second? Like a couple seconds? Yeah. A couple so seconds. Is that, so is that like- I feel is that like, like a, just making this up now. He has no idea. Yeah. He, no, he, neither do I. He I'm is thinking the like how amongst us. He could f- easily yes, figure yes this out. Yes, anding sure. the math. Yeah. Just just like, so like, okay, so is it really flying or is it just one big one big fast jump? Okay. With, with if that was the case, moving. people would say that, that turkeys are the, the have the longest jump out of any animal. Because I don't can't name you an animal that can jump 100 yards. I bet sure you- I'm sure a there's some flapping. blue whale or, or an orca could probably jump that far. 
I'm sure there's some flapping. Yeah. <laughs> some flapping. I, I, now I, we have to go to YouTube. We're going to have to watch a uh, sea turkey jumping or something. Welcome to our new podcast, Turkeying Alone <laughs> with Todd, where Todd tells us turkey facts. Um, we're done with the beer. We had a good Beer's run. over. We're over it. We don't drink that anymore. We just talk turkey. <laughs> we just, yeah. You might be wondering, you know, what what are we going to talk about on this episode that comes out the week before Christmas? No. And uh, <laughs> like a couple days started, before Christmas. We started strong with a letter to Santa and then diverted right into <laughs> turkeys. <laughs> we just we just can't get those little gobblers off our mind. I know. Listen, would you expect anything less from this podcast, listeners? No, no, they really don't. No, they don't. They don't even expect a podcast most weeks, I'm sure. <laughs> Oh, okay, man. Chris, I hear you have a turkey for us to jump this week. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I got a turkey to jump. Um, I actually have like a very large turkey and a turkey that I am thankful for. 22 ouncer? 22 ouncer. I'm thankful for this turkey because um, it's actually one from a co-host of the pod. I, You know, it's, it's not every day you get delicious beers. Um, and this one happens to be, I think, the most infamous of beers that we've had on this podcast. And, uh, you know, I was going through and I was like, you know what? It's our Christmas slash turkey episode. Um, you know, what What can I have to celebrate the holiday season? So I put in my 2022 Rusty Nail. So Ooh. Um, here it is. Look at that. Yep. Look my at that 2022. sexy red wax. I know. I, I hope it doesn't taste bad. Um, there's, so, not a, there's not enough turkeys on that bottle. No, I know. I know. Um one thing's but for yeah. certain, Chris will gobble it up. I will. Gobble, gobble. Uh, Try not to drink uh, it as fast as turkeys fly, though. You can't. You, can, you, you can't or else you'll drown. That's how, <laughs> that's how fast. Um, so this is the 2022 variant. So I've actually been holding on to this for a little while. And uh, I'm very excited. I know, I think Obert's had this on the pod already. Uh, maybe. Or maybe not. I, I don't know. Maybe not. I can't remember. But anyways... Um, it's it's like uh it's 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 for those of you that don't know uh, at least the version I had which I think was the 2021 variant was uh very very delicious so I'm uh, hoping that it stays the same year over year now I just got to figure out if I can get the wax off of it mm. episode 202 <laughs> ooh okay somebody said I have the two, 2022 version of the rusty nail um but I think that might have been you saying you were saving it so I don't know that sounds like something I would say. Especially since I have it now. So what was that? That was like over a oh, year ago. Oh, no. Um, I think I did drink it. Because then I say complete with very, very, very long wax. Because obviously we all know the longer the wax, the better the beer. Um, all right. I definitely have opened it at least. Hold on. There we go. Hmm. No, sorry. This is an unboxing of you opening. This is you uh, revealing when you got okay. it in the mail from me uh, on episode okay. 202. For our listeners. Well, here we wanted, go. Wanted to hear that. Here we go. Uh, 50, 50 episodes later. Is it true there's a long, long wax on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, this wax is, this wax is, is long, long, long. Dribbling all the way down almost to the end of the uh, label. So, um, but here we go. I'm, I'm, it's cracked open. Let's uh, go ahead and pour her out. See how she held up over the last year. So just or more. A, just a reminder or a question: We don't get one of these this year because Obert didn't get them, right? Uh, unfortunately, not. I only was able to find one, and it's it's here in my cabinet, 
And the only way that we're going to drink it is if we're all in the same place together. So there you go. Well, yeah. Um, Chris, so bef- this. Bef- or or if somebody dies, we can have it at their funeral. That's also an acceptable solution. There we go. It It is time. It's beer 30, and I'm thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long, so maybe something cold won't hurt me. Because it's beer 30, and it's time to party. Yeah, baby. Yes, baby. Um, so for those of you that are uh, following along at home, this is an imperial oatmeal stout brewed with licorice, cinnamon bark added, in, in aged in bourbon barrels. So a lot going on. And I just want to say, Generally not a generally not a licorice fan, personally. But if it's anything like the one I had last year before or a couple years ago, I'm not worried. So it's also 13.6% alcohol. So this is definitely a life choice that I'm making. So um <clears throat> I poured it out. I, I poured it out poured it out. <laughs> now it's gone. Uh, who, who's next? <laughs> no. <laughs> I went I went ahead and poured it. Uh no head. I don't know if that's a typical thing for these kind of beers. No head. Uh it's gone. Dark as night. Um I'm gonna go ahead and I'll just you know for sake for sake of con- continuity. Uh, oh yeah, nothing, not not a not a peep of of light uh, going through that thing. So we're made in the shade like lemonade. I did take it out when we started recording, so it's it's you know uh, come a little bit more room temperature. So that's good. So here we go. Let's see. Is it gonna is it gonna live up to the uh, Mr. Oscar Award winning 2021 version? I believe which was Beer of the Year. So. Smells smells pretty delicious, so let's go ahead. Red Solo Cup, I fill you up. Let's have a party. Let's have a party. We are having a party, Toby. I um, wasn't even drunk, Toby Keith. What happened? <laughs> I know, right? He's he's sobered up. He's I, sobered up. I have to click up. the other one. Hang on. We have to see. Slow Toby Keith. Slow Keith. <laughs> What happened to him? No, I, I, I don't know he, why I, that one. I don't know why that one works. I need to. I need to. Um, he got off the turkey. He got off the turkey and on the turkey. Um, so this is phenomenal. I don't like. I like. I don't know how they do this. This beer is amazing. It's so good. Um, it has. Uh, now it does have some of that. Like you can definitely tell there's licorice in it. Especially reading the bottle, you're like, okay, there's definitely some licorice in it. But you get this like nice. Um, like oatmeal stouty like heavy thick goodness up front and then it does get like a it bridges into a licorice kind of flavor but instead of leaving you with like an anise aftertaste it then hits you with the cinnamon and it's just like a perfect ending to an amazing sip so adds a little bit of that the licorice doesn't add like as much licorice flavor so much as it adds just like a little bit of sharpness in the middle and then it comes back with the with the cinnamon at the end and it's just like so good the bourbon barrelness um it is definitely it's 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 prevalent it's got bourbon barreled notes to it but it's not like some of these other ones where all you taste is like this heavy heavy bourbon um i don't know this beer is just it's so good it's so- <laughs> It's so it's it's just so good. It's so good. I don't understand how they make this beer um every year. And I I don't remember enough of the 2021 variant to say that it's um like what it what it is in 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 comparison, but I mean, this is just I don't know, it's just phenomenal. I don't know how they I don't know how they make a beer this good. And uh and for 13.6%, it, you can't taste the alcohol, which is also super scary. So <laughs> it's just it uh, goes down easy, has a nice sweet 
sweet ending with the uh, with the cinnamon. Nice full body. It's amazing. It's re- very very good. So uh, looks like we're gonna have to kill somebody, have a funeral. And so uh, <laughs> no dibs on that one. We can kill Obert. We can just take all his beer. No. Nope. Yeah, I, I think this sounds like a plot to a movie that I don't want to start. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have a, a question for, I guess, more so Obert than Chris. It's my favorite kind of question, honestly. When you <laughs> when you have other Fremont stouts, because sure. I've only ever had like the uh, the the offshoots of the Rusty Nail, are all their stouts like of similar good quality? They all um, they'll kind of rhyme, right? But I think the Rusty Nail is their best one. Um, yeah, they definitely have a similar formula that I use. Um, but, but I think it's fair to say that the Rusty Nail is unparalleled in its, like they have the B-bomb mm-hmm. and then they also have like the different, um, like they have a coconut version of the B-bomb and like a coffee version. Um, I think I'm assuming that the Rusty Nail started out as like a variant of the B-bomb. It, it did not. So I just, okay. I'm, I'm, so the reason I asked this question is I was trying to get an idea of what of how to clone brew the rusty nail. Okay. Well, go on. Well, I'm gonna let Chris finish, and then I'm, then I'm gonna go into this. But nice little teaser for about three minutes from now. Okay. Well, <laughs> I have to say I don't know if we mentioned this before, but the rusty nail is a cocktail. Um, that yeah, no, this is this is like how to make the beer. Sh- sure, but but the the beer is based off the flavor profile of the. The drink that you can order at a bar called a rust the rusty a rusty nail. Oh, really? Yeah. Which oh, I, think I might be that like a licorice cinnamon whiskey type drink. But uh, Chris, you go on your review, and I'll look up the cocktail, and then we'll all have something to contribute here. Okay. Yeah. And actually, funny you guys mentioned. Um, I was deciding between this one and uh, a B bomb variant that I have back there. So uh, went with the rusty nail because it's tried and true, and I was like, you know what, delicious. I beer. don't like this new untapped. No, it's uh, ugly. Yeah, it's ugly. Yeah. Don't like it. Yeah. It's like pukey green, it's... retro pukey green. Yeah. Yeah. But I think this is phenomenal, um, even being over a year old, I guess. I mean, at this point. So I am going to give it a very, very high 4.75 um, because it's extremely, extremely good. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I should give it a five. I have no idea, but I already said 4.75, so that's what I'm sticking with because um, it's I can't think of I can't no notes, you know? Like it's no notes. It's 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 perfect. I don't think I would change it. So it's so. it's a TUD four seven five is what yeah, you're saying. I guess so. I guess so. I guess so. It's like I, I think I gave the other Rusty Nail a five. I think you did. Yeah. Damn it. I don't know. Anyway anyways, I said four seven five. That's what I'm sticking with. Maybe it's unceremoniously a five. <laughs> <laughs> a begrudging five. Everybody's uh, yeah, favorite uh, yeah. kind of five. Exactly. <laughs> um 4.75 from the Russian judge. Just to confirm, this is not the Rusty Nail 2022 on Nitro, right? No, no. it is on bottle. Just just wanted to ask. Well, I mean, clarify. it depends on which one I'm closer to. I don't want any controversies. So, what do you think 20, or, yeah, 2,157 other people on Untapped thought about this? Other nailers? Um, that's what we call ourselves. Um <laughs> I think it's going to be insanely high. I mean, they always are, but it's like how high? How high is too high, right? Um, Between a 5.1, 5.2. Right. I, I think I guessed sailboats last week, and I kind of like sailboats again. I think <laughs> I think I want to do it. Let's do it. Sailboats, 444. Four, four. Well, you're very close. 
Oh, but you're not balls. correct. Damn it. Um, to four four three. Damn. Oh, oh man. Golly. So close. It's it's been a while since I've been that close. Let's be real. It's been because it was four four seven last week, right? Um, I know. I think I was. I think I was further off, but maybe not. Consult I remember making the, the uh, joke of it being like four four, and then the last digit was wrong. Consult, uh, consult the uh, the transcript. Well, because I didn't, I didn't get the point. So like, who got? You got closer though, right? I think someone I, got yeah. close, or Tud did. Yeah, something something happened. I don't know. I got bamboozled. But anyways, point oh one, baby. There we go. Uh, just a heads up for you, Obert, for next year, for, for Chris and I. It's released in June. Okay, good to know. It, do, it, I, it does come across my social media feed when they announce it and sell it at the brewery, but then it's always like, uh, well, when is it going to get to Montana? And that's kind of an unknown. Well, but this is I will, why there's a downfall of you not eye. having social media at the moment. You, you mm-hmm. completely missed like your local liquor store saying, hey, we have this in stock, come get it. Right. Well, yeah, they 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 kind of keep it hush hush. But anyway, rest the cocktail rusty nail. It's very simple. It's two ingredients. It's scotch and drambuie, which is a liqueur made from scotch. So it's that served with um a orange slice or orange peel, maybe. That does not sound as good as the beer. Um, I've never had one, so I don't know. I'm not a scotch kind of guy, really, but. I think the only time I've had scotch was one time in a bar. We were listening to George Thorogood's One Bourbon, One Scotch, and One Beer. And was this, uh, in, was this in Asheville when Obert said he's never drinking again? No, 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 no. This was in Jewett City, Plainfield, Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and someone ordered the 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 said drinks, you know, thinking it was a good idea. I think they call that a Thorogood, right? Is that what they call it? Is that is that actually? <laughs> I believe that some bars do actually call it that, which is. I think if I ordered that and the bartender didn't know what it was, I'd be disappointed. You get up and That's just leave fair. the bar. You're like, I'm done here. I'm not I'm not coming back to this bar. Exactly. Like, I would expect uh, that place that we were drinking dollar well drinks in Asheville to serve it as a thoroughgood. Ex- yeah. Uh-huh. They were $5 well drinks, by the way. They were. How dare you? They were not $1. Inflation, $5 used to be the $1. I can't even buy a, a cheeseburger at McDonald's for a dollar anymore. So It's true. It's true. Um. So to so to brew the uh, rusty nail. By the way, it used to be called before Dark Star, and it says here's the recipe for what would later be scaled up to become Dark Star, and which would then become Rusty Nail from Fremont Brewing in Seattle, Washington. So this is like I guess the baby, the the, the baby yeah. Rusty Nail, because I this is this says it should come in at six point one percent ABV, and Chris, yours is what thirteen point six. So it's probably they, without like they do have Dark Star available still. I could pick some of that up. Have you had it? I have. It's not as it's not worth. I think what the twenty twenty three dollars for a bomber that they're charging. Okay. Oh wow. Um. So basically, just to give away what this is, it's it's two row malt, oats, crystal malt, roasted barley, chocolate malt, and carafa two. But what gives it its unique flavor is that it uses Horizon hops. Uh. A third of a stick of Brewer's Licorice at 15 minutes in the boil. Cascade hops at 10 minutes. And then it's aged with two cinnamon sticks in a, for a five-gallon five batch um, at the beginning of fermentation. And they use Irish ale yeast. Well, this is the clone the clone recipe. This is the cl- right. This says this was provided by Fremont, though. Okay. Fremont published this recipe back in August 29th, 2018. Um... After the boil, you chill the wort slightly below fermentation temperature, about 60 degrees. 
oxygenate the wort very well, pitch the yeast, ferment between 65 and 75 for 30 days, adding cinnamon at the start and tasting every 12, 24, and 36 hours until you reach the desired level of taste, remembering that the flavors will meld over time. So, there's a little bit of involvement in here, but I'm, I am highly interested in brewing this. I think this is something yeah. I could do. I think you could. I think that would be a good good next challenge for you. I wish I would... I can't get Dark Star or before Dark Star out here, so I have no way of comparing it. So I could I could get you one. This might be a good idea. Like this might be something. Like we're gonna have to wait until January once all the holidays are over for me to do this. But this is this might be my next brew. I don't know I like what it. brewers licorice is. I have to figure that out. But but I know what cinnamon sticks it's are. It's just regular licorice that they just mark up. You know, it's it's one third of a bar of brewers licorice. I don't know what that is. <laughs> You just take a package of Twizzlers and just dump two-thirds of it in. I don't know. Well, Obert, you've got probably until about the end of February to find a Dark Star and somehow get it to me. All right. Well, I'll keep I'll keep my eyes peeled. But, uh, you know, now that Chris is so close, I don't think I even want to drink a beer this week. So we'll see what, <laughs> I, we'll see what I can find in my fridge. So as I alluded to, I have not a beer this week. Uh, I have another canned cocktail entrant into my local liquor store. And I mentioned this, I think the last time I had a canned cocktail, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but the section of my liquor store that was dedicated to crafted cocktails that are prepackaged and ready to go went from one shelf and a mini fridge to an entire uh, display stand to now it's like a mini entire row. So these things are taking off in popularity. I have a new brand I haven't seen before. It's called Two Chicks. Um, Very, I would say, feminine looking can. Two Chicks, one can. Two Chicks, one can. There's a lot of flowers and stuff on here. Um, This is called a sparkling vodka fizz. So I think it's kind of like the high noons. That's what they are, right? Todd, that has the, that are just like vodka and flavored stuff. Yes. Yeah. But those are mostly like sugar free, right? This I think is more those are more like I don't yeah, I don't know if sugar free is the right thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like vodka and soda water with like natural flavoring. This is more I think of a like a cocktail. So this is a vodka, elderflower, and pear cocktail. They don't really name it, which is kind of disappointing. I think that they could have come up with something better than vodka, elderflower, and pear cocktail. But of the flavors that were they had, it looked like one of the ones I was most interested in trying. So I figured I would bring it here to experiment with you guys and uh, see how see how it is. So without further ado, it does come in one of these um, white claw-shaped cans, the tall, skinny ones. Mm. The, like, is it overgrown red bulls. Yes. Um, okay, pouring it. It pours like a seltzer. Um, guys, I have very good news if you're a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> You are eating over instantaneously. <laughs> you are feasted. Never reviewed a beverage on this show that you are less safe from a T-Rex on. I mean, it looks like you're drinking water. Like, I'm right. actually... It looks like I'm about to review water to you. Like, can you hold up the can so I can ensure that it's not like sparkling water? Right. No, it says 5% ABV on the bottom. Um, it's not really focusing, but you'll have to believe me. It does. It does say that. So I, I do kind of believe you. 5%. Um... But it's less fizzy. It died away. It died down very quickly after pouring. On the smell tastes, the nose tastes, very subtle. Um, I expected 
to be kind of hit with more stronger aromas, but I guess elderflower pear, they're not like, if this was like the flavor town version, right? With like Hawaiian punch, I would expect a little <laughs> bit more. So I think, I think subtle is good. Subtle, subtle leaves me excited and not cautious to drink this. So, um, but I don't know what you got for a drop for me this week, Todd. I know I kind of made it a challenge. Yeah, but, I'm, uh, I'm looking. Hang on. Okay. Bottoms up. You're you're a fucking idiot. Was that Christopher Walken? <laughs> it it was it was Christopher Walken, and then it was uh then it was knockoff Timmy Trumpets. I okay. can also do. This one's called Snoop Dogg, so let's just see what this one says. I have a, I have a feeling it's the beginning of gin and juice. I was completely wrong. We can pretend it's the beginning. I also have this juice, one, but yeah, I didn't think three drops was enough. Here we so. go. <laughs> just run through them all. Yeah. Okay, what was I drinking again? I've forgotten. <laughs> this is good. Um, dangerously drinkable is what I would say. This tastes like I'm drinking soda. Um, on the yeah, on the seltzer scale, this is a full blown 100. What kind of soda? I don't know. Maybe it'll come to me. Again, elderflower pear. They're not like normal soda flavors, but I can't taste any alcohol in here. Um, if you were like a college sorority student i think that you would have you would be very popular if you brought these back to the sorority house <laughs> um that's i think looking at this can and tasting it that's exactly who i think this is in the fraternity for. you would also be very popular if we brought back two chicks that's true it's a good point um any greek life this is going to work out for you 100 percent uh it's again quite yummy i don't i'm having a hard time relating it to other cocktails i think um there's uh what is the saint the elderflower liqueur saint uh something saint germain saint germain thank you chris with the assist you're welcome saint germain cocktail that this is reminiscent of but that's with um champagne instead of soda water and vodka but this is pretty close german saint german okay um i like it it's i'm assuming this is not on untapped i did not see it so same and it's not an Obert 5 out of 5, unfortunately, because what? it was not lovingly crafted by me in my kitchen. So um, this is going to get a 3.75 as uh, pretty good. Would would consider buying again. It was kind of expensive. I like I do like making cocktails, but um, I don't know. Sometimes you want a cocktail and you're like tailgating or something. And it's easier to just have a can of two chicks. So... This is a good good situation for that. Again, I keep going back to college with these all of these times where you would want to drink this. Maybe that's why it's getting a three seven five for me because uh, I don't find myself in that many situations anymore where I would want to drink this. But still tasty. Um, I would. Uh, I saw they had like five other flavors at the packy, so I would I would try one of the other flavors for sure. So I would like to say like I've I've gone to um. I've gone to a package store since the last time you brought up this thing. And this, this, I think this craze is slowly catching on here, but we don't have like a whole, at least that I didn't see. We don't have a whole section. Okay. I know that at Total Wine though, they did move all of the, um, all the beer to one side of the the building now. And then there is a, like a, what are the, it's like a half an aisle that's all 
a half of one half of an aisle. So you have a whole aisle, two sides, one side, all like like all like the craft cocktails or, or seltzers. And I think there's I think the seltzers are much bigger mm-hmm. in the northeast than the craft co- craft cocktails are. But in general, seltzer is bigger in the northeast than everywhere else. So yeah, like I think they're coming. And- mm-hmm. I think I think uh, it's just a slowly working its way eastward. Is my guess. Now, Ober, do you have do you have a a in in Montana? Do you have a liquor store and then like a um beer and wine sold elsewhere? Yes. Law? Okay. So yeah. it's same as so here. This, so this is only if I was in North Carolina, this would only be in ABC stores, probably. Yes. Yeah. Because I was gonna say I, I I don't go to ABC stores often, but I went a couple weeks ago, and I did notice. And the person I was with was like. Hey, these are pretty good, and but there was a lot of like mixed stuff. So I think it is moving eastward. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's quite as prevalent as up there, but yeah, I think I think I, I definitely have seen more people getting lazy back in my day. <laughs> if you wanted a cocktail, I, you had to I just mix wonder it if yourself. It's ever going to catch on? Uphill both ways. I just I just have doubts that it's going to catch on. I think that uh I think the hard seltzers have taken over that spot for us Northerners. We'll see. I guess we'll have to find out. We'll get back to you next year. 2024, year of the canned cocktails. Something just bit me. Okay, well, uh, next That's we have Spider Tud. Spider Tud to review oh. uh, a, a beverage. Did Chris freeze? No. He's just oh. uh, he's just doing his best to <laughs> not be spotted by the T-Rex. <laughs> I'm, I'm conserving all energy for drinking this beer and staying awake. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> Chris is approaching <laughs> life like a reptile at this point. Like I got back and he just wasn't moving, and I was very concerned. Yeah, it's fair. It's very fair. I'm not now gonna I'm spend actually, the calories moving out I of the shady maybe spot. Maybe more concerned with how little you were moving and you weren't frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sleeping at the mic. No, because your eyes were open. That was even creepier. Um. So this week I'm drinking. A beer uh, to celebrate Christmas because you know nobody else wanted to celebrate Christmas in a in a proper festive theme this week. Um, this is Baby Elves by Fat Orange Cat. Um, as you can see, the can is full of a bunch of cats. Some of them orange, some of them pink. Very Double. cute kitties. Yeah, so they're all wearing Santa hats, so they're all the elves. What this is is this is a nine percent ABV, uh, hazy New England style double IPA. As as is the Christmas tradition. Yes, for sure. Could have gone Mad Elf, but I went. Yeah, I mean else. we've done Mad Elf though. Yeah, uh, but I mean, kind of ripping aside, I don't quite see how this is a Christmas beer. You know what I mean? Like there are you can't just put Christmas hats on a double IPA and call it a Christmas beer. They call it Baby Elves. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can name it whatever you want, but if it doesn't taste like Christmas, then what are we doing here? Listen, maybe it doesn't taste like your Christmas, Obert. If they brewed it with like spruce tips, okay, now you're getting somewhere. It does you can not have a Christmas that, IPA. It does not say that it's brewed with anything fancy. I mean, maybe maybe Untapped will shed some light if it's brewed with any special way, but the can does not let on that it is. There's a quarter of a baby elf per can. So there's a quarter cat per can? Yeah. Well, no, they got the real elves. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. It's okay to eat elves. Yes. Cats, no. Elves, those are fine. Yeah. Unless you go to a different country, then cats, okay as well. 
Well, yeah, for those ones, they don't like eating elves. It's kind of funny. Ah, uh, so it's either you, either you're a cat eating society or you're an elf eating society. Those are the only two. You have to choose one. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have both. So, um, looking at it, I mean, this is your stereotypical New England style IPA. It is a hazy boy. You know, deep shades of orange. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not seeing shit through this with a with a light. T Rex is T Rex is turning around. T Rex is already full from eating Obert during this process anyway so you're probably a little couldn't bit find chris safe. no I couldn't no, find I'm, chris i'm hiding find chris and i'm standing still can't, can't <laughs> find me but it is it is munching on obert's leg right now yeah i like to imagine that it's a baby t-rex with that little santa hat on with a little santa hat on and he's you know he's about the size of like a squirrel at the moment and he's just gnawing away in your leg so it's like copies from the beginning of the lost world yep sure jurassic park 2 man I don't remember there being a baby T-Rex. I they weren't. T- they were the compies. The compsignathus. Is that the thing that eats the guy on the beach? It's the a little, little girl, girl, but, but yes. yeah. Ooh. Okay. Now I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, on the nose, it smells like a New England IPA. Very citrusy. A uh, little bit more heavy on like the orange. So hopefully it tastes good. I'm not not gonna lie. I expected like a six minute rendition of like Silent Night to be the drop. Just just it didn't stop. It just kept going. <laughs> you can sing it for me if you want. No, that's okay. You we sure? all know how it goes. We know we know we know the song. Whatever you're envisioning in your mind is sounds better than my attempt to sing it. I disagree. So this is very good. Um, it's like a double version of Baby Kittens. Um, I know I don't know if you guys. Chris, I think you can get baby kittens down in North Carolina, but over I don't think you've ever had baby kittens. Um I don't think so either. So it is it's it's like a it's a very standard IPA. Um not no booze flavor to it. Uh you know, very citrus forward with like I said, with another with more essence on the the orange than any other fruit flavor. And then it kinda ends in like a kind of like just a normal beer backbone. Um Reminds me very much of the stereotypical fat orange cat that we've come to know here in Connecticut. Uh, this is not launch. This is not severe tire damage. Like they don't do they don't do those styles of IPA anymore, which is very sad because there was I once know. upon launch a time is, launch is so good. Yeah, there was once upon a time that fat orange cat was like the shit. Like they were awesome. Um, Listen, I'm gonna just, say it. I'm gonna say it. Moving to twelve percent was terrible for them. It I was. mean, maybe not. Maybe not financially. Maybe they're making millions of dollars now. But like. Launch was so good. The the guy who owns Fat Orange Cat, uh, you remember him, the older older guy. His yeah. name was Mike. I think he's like I think I think he has he probably still gets a residual, but I think Fat Orange Cat is now like the house IPA for for twelve percent. Like anytime they want to do like a weird IPA or any type of standard IPA, they do it with Fat That's Orange Cat as the, as the okay. yeah as the label. Um, oh, gotcha. Whereas like as like Josh, the guy who owns um abomination like he still does a lot of his like like lactose forward ipas um and you know all the, like the wandering in the fog series and all those in the stouts he's still in charge of those but i think the the guy mike i think he has kind of more moved away and allowed 12 percent to kind of run with the brand his his brewing partner owns the place in uh east hampton rule of three so you sound like you're not blown away by it it's it's good i mean it's 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 good it's a solid drinker if I saw it on tap somewhere, I would definitely get it. I like this more than Baby Kittens. Um, Baby Kittens is a single. This is a double. 
and this just has a little bit more flavor. I think Baby Kittens is more to brew to compete with uh, Headway, so it's just or Sea Hag, so it's just kind of there. Um, this is more; it's a special release. It has a little bit more pop to it, but it's not incredible. Um, I thought maybe it would blow me away. It doesn't. Um, still a solid drinking beer. I'm gonna give it a four. Um, not great. If I brewed it, it would probably be the best beer I've ever brewed. But I expect something different when I'm buying it from you know from a brewery, let alone twelve percent. Right. No, that's reasonable. Um, six thousand four hundred and seventy-one people have tried this beer before you and rated it on Untapped. Is there different yearly versions, or is this the one? The one. This is the one. Do you want me to see if there's yearly versions or? No, I, I don't know. I, I didn't know if there was yeah. like, if it's brewed differently. I have no idea. I don't think so. Let's just go with this one. Um, still a good beer. Still has probably hop hype to it. I mean, people love fat orange cat. People love twelve percent. So I'm gonna say it's gonna be over a four. 4.13. Points going to Chris this week. Yeah. 4.06. There you go. Yeah. Boom. Second place. Second place. I mean, <laughs> kind of kind of makes it really difficult when he's 0. 0 or 0.01 off. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. Um, but yeah, your your guess was pretty much in line with a lot of people on Untapped. A lot of a lot of fours on here. It's like, it's yeah, a good beer. This I mean, is great. Is, yeah. It's a if this was at a, you know, if this was brewed in like nowhere not to pick on montana but nowhere montana you'd be like this is an incredible beer right but because it's brewed at a 12 percent, and because it's holiday themed but it's really just a double baby kittens <laughs> you're right it really should have like like spruce tips Cinnamon or something like that or something. like the or... gingerbread fog right that's a great example of how you could do an ipa but make it holiday themed yeah you know yeah, yeah or he has like the snow which is the uh or the eggnog version yeah yeah i don't know how yeah. you can just be like yeah it's the same, but now it has Santa hats. Cool. Right. Well, there we go. 35 points for Chris on the board. Wait, hold on. Wait, are, did you not update it last week? Yeah, we should yeah. be tied, but yeah. how far behind tied. you? This is, is the... I think this is all This is all accurate. Okay. okay. 44, I mean, for, 34, 34. I was going right. to say, just for posterity's sake, so chat GPT picks this up. Right. It's all transcribed now. 44, 34, 34, 34, 34, 3, 34, 44, 74. I'm helping. I'm helping, guys. Okay. This is why we can't um, have nice things. That's right. So it's that time. Santa's coming down the chimney. What does he have in his hands? Oh, a frosty mug full of <laughs> full of the frost from the cold winter's air that uh, he flies around he's, in. He's bringing it down to put the milkshake in it. That's right. He's got to <laughs> fill it up with the milkshake and the boneless, uh, what was it? Boneless spare ribs. Boneless, sp- boneless, boneless spare ribs. How do you have ribs with no ribs? I don't know. Ask Santa, because it's time for the Frosty Mug of Wisdom, uh, featuring Jordan. Jordan, take it away. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of Wisdom! Mug of wisdom. All right, thank you, Jordan. Um, Chris, congratulations on the big W this week. Thank you. It's been a while. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it is. Um, now, every time Chris gets a point, Angel gets its wings. I think is what happens. Yep, pretty much. Sorry, sorry, heaven. 
Population decline. Oh, that's what happens is you take the angels' wings away. No, it's just from them. The angels are dying faster than I can win points to give new angels wings. That's what. It oh, is. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I yeah. understand now. We're not we're not replacing the angel population. Is what we're doing. Right. Right. Yeah. Don't worry. Enough of the angel hunters will soon starve out, and the population will stabilize. I think. <laughs> I think it's how um, it works. Yeah. Yeah. But the mug is yours, fresh from the North Pole. I don't what, get to uh, do this very often, so I'm going to give it to Tud to go first. Okay. Don Power Wash. Do it. So my handle this week is, um, you know what? I'm going to use a pair of shoes that I just recently purchased. So I'm also using a pair of shoes this week. Oh, what? perfect. Oh, no. I have no shoes. And you guys both, at, wait, you guys both asked Santa for shoes that can run. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Uh-huh. Well, it was a little bit of a teaser. We didn't even realize it in the Mad Lib. But, uh. So, um, so I've been having problems finding a shoe that was, that's been really comfortable for me. Um, don't know why. Just seems like, for whatever reason, all the shoes that I own now all seem to hurt my feet. Maybe it's part of getting old. Maybe it's cancer. Who knows? Something happened to my feet that makes shoes uncomfortable. But I do consistently wear um, my toe shoes, which are like the barefoot like toe shoes to the gym. And I you know, work out in them. Those don't ever hurt my feet. It's like I'm walking around barefoot. And my feet don't hurt when I don't have shoes on. So I recently purchased a pair of uh, Vivo barefoot uh, hiking or like like they're called Vivo barefoot uh, leather and wool hiking trainers with a barefoot sole. So what they are is they look exactly like a boot. Like you guys can see they look like a real boot. But they, they have a flat sole that's very thin, but it has a lot of grip on the bottom. So it's basically like walking around barefoot with a normal looking shoe. So people don't go, hey, those are really interesting looking shoes you're wearing. People don't even notice because it's just a barefoot shoe. But the reason I bought these was because, you know, while I can wear my toe shoes during the summer and it doesn't really bother me if people look at me and ask me questions. I'm worried about my feet being cold in the winter out in the snow with toe shoes on. So getting these has actually been really helpful. They're super comfortable. They slip on. Um, they don't really have a sole, so it's like you're walking around barefoot. But they, they do have enough grip, and the grip is made by Michelin Tire. So you have a lot of grip. You know, if if, if tires take thirty thousand miles to wear out, I'm never going to wear these shoes for thirty thousand miles. So these shoes should last, in essence, for as long as I want to wear them, or I die. Uh, maybe Chris and Obert decide they want to drink that that 2023 rusty yep. nail. They come and take me out. They get all my beer as like an inheritance, I guess, kind of, sort of. I guess it's whoever murders who gets gets the beer. Again, this is the plot for the movie. We're still figuring it out. Yeah. <laughs> right. I feel like it's like a so, dragon's horde more so. We just get, yeah. <laughs> we get the spoils. Yeah, I am the dragon. You guys have to slay me in order to take my treasure. <laughs> but these shoes are really comfortable. Um, I've been wearing them a lot recently. Um, my feet have not been cold. I wear them with socks because they're not toe shoes. So socks fit inside them just fine. Um, Great shoes. Highly versatile. Uh, you have a lot more feeling on your feet, like when you're like, tr- like, like I was unloading a truck the other day wearing them, and you know you have a lot more grip and a lot more idea of where your feet are because you can feel all, all you can feel the ground underneath your feet. It's it's fantastic. And if you're like me, my feet don't hurt in them, so check them out. Especially if your feet hurt in shoes and they don't hurt when you're walking barefoot. So I have two questions. First, um, do you wear them for prolonged periods of time on like say concrete? Or things like that, because my my job, I have a hard time finding good shoes as well. But my building is, I don't know, seven hundred fifty thousand square foot of car- concrete. So like, I don't know if that's. Um, so 
I think so. I wore them this past weekend. I went down to Goosemiths in Richmond, Virginia, and wore them the whole weekend in the concert for hours at a time. Feet were fine. Walking around all day on sidewalks and stuff, feet were yeah. fine. Um, so I would say yes. However, okay. I I will say that if you, it does take some some time to get used to how you have to walk because you can't just because they're flat they're flat barefoot barefoot shoes. There's no cushion underneath your heel. So you when you walk. You need to walk kind of like like flat, I guess. Okay, I see what you're and saying. And not yeah. strike with your heel. No, okay. If you okay. strike with your heel, you're going to be in for a bad time. You'll learn really, really quickly not to do it. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. And then the second question I had was: Are because there's s- s- it seems as though there's less material down there. So like, is there more breathability through the shoe, or is it like meant to like I don't know? These, uh, I mean, everything. This is made out of leather and wool to keep your feet warm because it, it, okay. it is a hiking slash winter boot. So okay. I think on a, on a normal pair of shoes, like I also bought a, a pair of like tennis shoes because I just wanted a normal pair of like shoes once I found out these were comfortable. And those are extremely breathable. They're just like a normal okay. pair of, of shoes. Uh, on my barefoot shoes, like the, the, the toe shoes, I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are completely open air. Right. That makes sense. Okay. So yeah, you, you'll have a lot of bre- the perfect for work. If you have bad feet, you could always try them. Um, I can give you a different brand to to try that are a little bit cheaper to see if you like them, and then you can upgrade from there. Yeah, I'm always looking for, like I said, like just hard hard concrete all the time. I'm always looking for different things because it's it's hard to find something that'll, especially something that'll last more than three four months, and then they get worn out or whatever. So yeah, these might be good for you then. I mean, it's it's just like you just have to change, Learn you have to, to switch it in your mind that you're that you're walking barefoot versus walking with shoes on like if you right. walked around your building with no shoes on you'd be perfectly fine fair enough okay hmm. interesting i like that that's neat i'll send i'll send you some more <laughs> all right obert i need more shoe recommendations <laughs> more footwear more footwear so mine's a shoe for inside okay um, this is, we're, we're yeah. starting off good so well it's it's for inside your house, I'll say. Oh, okay. And these are my uh, LL Bean slippers. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Let me get the name right here. Um, I, yeah, those, Todd has the same exact pair. Uh, Just took them off my foot live while recording. Yeah, they are the men's wicked good moccasins. Um, They're so, so wicked comfortable. <laughs> Yeah, the thing that so they're when you first get them, right? I just so I figured I'd bust this out now because you know it's getting to be winter, it's colder. Maybe you have a last minute gift you need to buy, or you're like me and you got a gift card to LL Bean for the holiday, and you're like, what should I spend this on? Well, these slippers I really like because when you first get them, your foot's gonna feel a little snug in there, and they are. Packed with this really fluffy insulating fur that as you wear it, the fur packs down around your foot and it's like perfectly molded to the shape of your foot. Um, so they last a really long time. Um, good grip, good warmth. And um, they're a little on the pricey side. I mean, I have like a $20 pair of slippers. These are like $90 pair of slippers, but they really are like the last pair of slippers you'll ever need. So Good, good luxury slipper, again, for yourself, for somebody else, good gift. So I will say that I bought the non-furry ones. They're just, these are just full leather. Um, if I could go back, I would probably buy one of each 
because, and that, I guess that means I could just go buy a furry pair right now for myself. But in the summer, the fur, I think, would be too hot. But in the winter, the straight leather, not warm enough. Mm. It, it does get warmer once your foot warms up in, the, in there and, it, and it, it gets a little bit, but it gets a little bit warmer. But at the same time, when it's all full leather, you know what also happens? Foot sweat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't like that. I would recommend going fur. Person. Yeah, especially again, the thing I liked about it was because like as you wear it in within the first week or so, you're gonna really feel it conform to your foot. And it's um it's again like perfectly molded, you know. I'm with you. I think I think this has motivated me to buy another pair of uh slippers. It's not too late. You can ask for one for Christmas. I am tempted. Santa's tem- still I, I, I got them up bowl. right now. I got them up right now. I'm tempted to to bite the bullet on these. Always always looking for good footwear. That's good good tips this week. All right, so what do you got for us, Chris? You got good footwear? No, uh, you have well, bad uh, footwear. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know if they're bad necessarily, but uh, <clears throat> no, I don't. I don't. I don't have footwear. As you can, as you can hear, I am desperately calling all footwear callouts. Um, no, I actually have a new movie that was recently released on Netflix. I know, I know. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't know who you are or what you did with my co-host, but I demand you return it. <laughs> it's called Star Wars Episode Four. Uh, no. <laughs> right. Um, no, actually, I was I was at work and uh, someone was someone who also has kids, uh, roughly my my kids' age, was like, "Have you seen the new movie on Netflix named Leo?" And I was like, "I've not." She's like, it's a kid's movie, but it's really cute. You should check it out. So somehow coerced my kids to stop watching Paw Patrol and Cocomelon and all that stuff long enough to watch Leo. And um, we watched it together. Now, it's a Happy Madison production. So Adam Sandler stars in this in this movie. And Leo is an iguana that um, that is a class pet in maybe not an iguana. What's what's another lizard? Lion. A lion. No, 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 it's a lizard. Maybe okay. I'm gonna say iguana. If it's not an iguana, I'm not. A, I'm not a lizard expert. A chameleon? Okay? No, not a chameleon. Um, a gecko? No, maybe it is an iguana. Anyways, he's he's a lizard. He's a class pet lizard. And um, the whole the whole story is he finds out that he he only he's his life expectancy is 75, and he he finds out that he's 74 years old. So oh he, no! So he thinks he's going to die. And um, he goes through the whole story of like kind of helping these kids in um, in like, you know, some of their their kid, their kid issues and things like that. And he ends up talking to them, which he's not supposed to do with blah, blah, blah. Um, if you have kids, it's extremely cute. Uh, it's got that some of that Adam Sandler humor that like adults will get more so than the kids will. Um, and I don't know. It's just a really fun, uh, really good Netflix original uh, movie that you can watch with your kids or i mean honestly i tell people all the time like i would watch it even if i didn't have kids it's a, it's it's a it's a pretty solid movie so if you're looking for something check it out it's on it's on netflix it's uh called leo and uh, i i don't know i think it's a yeah it looks like that um it, it's, it's just a really really cute really really good animated movie done by adam sandler so you know kudos to him oh my god cool maybe, <laughs> Well, whatever. <laughs> what's what's the name of the the dying pet? Leo. You know, Leo the iguana. Very difficult name for an iguana. It's just L E O. Yes. Yeah, Leo Netflix pops right up. Yeah, I'm looking at 
Wikipedia. It's not helping me. Aha. Uh-huh. The Tuatara. Leo the Tuatara. T-U-A-T-A-R-A. They're reptiles from New Zealand. There you Despite go. Despite their close resemblance to lizards, they're a part of a distinct lineage. Um, yeah. So he's just a nondescript lizard in the movie. But he is a Tuatara, which I've never heard of before. Anyways, it's a good movie. You should check it out. And <laughs> it's cool. new. And it's new. It came out in 2023. So That is true. It did. It, it was released on Netflix on November 21st. 2023 that's the so new, not this only is the newest movie ever put on this podcast <laughs> not only is it new it's less than a month old <laughs> like all right that i'm impressed i mean it took there a kid's go. movie for you to see it but you also saw the you saw the mario movie that's also true i have i have seen the mario movie as well also on netflix now no it's, it's it really yeah you gotta watch it to... that i mean i've seen it i went to the movie theater and saw it so with that, we'd like to thank you for listening. We'd like to thank the breweries who provided today's beers. I will thank Fat Orange Cat for Baby Elves. I would like to thank Fremont Brewing for their Rusty Nail. Also, Obert. Shout out to Obert for sending it over. Oh, well, you're welcome. I'm going to thank Two Chicks for their vodka, elderflower, and pear sparkling vodka fizz. We're going to switch this up a little bit this week, and I'm going to say go over to Discord and join the conversation there first. You guys should just go over there, join. We post pictures of beer, talk about Flavortown seltzers, which um, I think somebody's going to send them to me for free, which is awesome because that's the only way I'm ever going to try them. But I'm always open for free beer. So Hack LaSalle, I'm waiting for my uh, my free Flavortown seltzers to be sent to me. You can also head over to Patreon, um, support us over there. Whatever monetary dollar amount you would like to donate, please do that. It really does help the podcast. Helps pays helps pay for our drinks Helps pay for hosting the podcast. Go over there and do that. Um, follow us everywhere, social media, DAWF Podcast. And then finally, if you'd like to email us, especially if you heard the fact about the frickin' turkey and how fast it flies, email us or, or go to the Discord and tell us over there that you heard it because it's going to drive me nuts. And with that, I'm Todd. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. So, you think the Tuatara would make a good pet? I don't know. How long do they live? 75 years, apparently. I guess you can only adopt the Tuatar if you know, if you have a plan of someone who's going to take it after. You got to get your kids in on this to take it after you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a parent. You know? like they live forever. You just Tuatar right. have lifespans of much longer than 35. Ages up to 60 are common. And captive Tuatars live to be over 100 years. Oh my God. There you go. I bet you they're going to be really popular now after this movie, though. Probably. They're going to be everywhere. So their average is 60. That's incredible. They're the, they're the, the reptile with the second longest lifespan huh. after tortoises. Dang. There we go. Go get yourself a Tuatara. <laughs>